Messianic fervor has never been greater in Israel. Israel Today magazine recently reported about Israel's spiritual hunger, noting that Israel's biggest rabbis are afraid to leave the country, concerned they would miss the anticipated arrival of the Messiah. And many Orthodox homes fly a Messiah flag emblazoned with a crown and the word Messiah, Mashiach in Hebrew. Shalom, I'm Christine Darg. A recent radio interview featured two prominent Israeli rabbis explaining that the Messiah is just about to be revealed. The radio interview began with a warning that, quote, the process of redemption is about to start happening very quickly and at a faster pace. It's important that people remain calm and steady to act properly in the right time, end quote. One major rabbi told the religious broadcaster that another famous rabbi in the ultra-Orthodox Jewish community, who passed away earlier this year, had claimed already to be in direct contact with the Messiah. The rabbi on the radio asserted that the Gog and Magog war foretold in the book of Ezekiel is going to happen very soon. Right now, he said, the situation is explosive more than you can possibly imagine. Everyone needs to know whether they are on the inside, he said, or if they are going to be left out. Well, the rabbi on the radio went on to describe a number of signs as evidence of the soon appearing of the Messiah. Signs covering everything from the water level in the Sea of Galilee to the fact that Israeli elections are failing to produce stable governments. Decades ago, two of Israel's most revered rabbis both predicted that Benjamin Netanyahu would be Israel's last prime minister prior to the Messianic age. A great many, if not most, of the ultra-Orthodox Jews in Israel continue to believe that statement about Netanyahu to be true. Well, whether or not it's true, at the time of this recording, Bibi Netanyahu is 73 years old, and time is moving on quickly. This we know for certain. Jesus, Israel's true Messiah, warned that many false messiahs and many false prophets will deceive many, particularly in the last days before his return. Recurrent, virulent anti-Semitism is another troubling sign that the rabbis say predicts the soon appearance of the Messiah. The tsunami of Jew hatred and anti-Zionist attitudes presently swamping the West is the modern manifestation of the old anti-Semitism. That's according to British columnist Melanie Phillips. The liturgy on Passover night during the Passover meal declares, in every generation they rise up to destroy us. And, Melanie Phillips wrote, in every generation diaspora Jews try to assure themselves, yes, it was bad, but it's all going to be okay now. She wrote, Israel isn't criticized like any other country. Instead, it's subjected to obsessive libels, double standards, and scapegoating, all age-old characteristics of anti-Semitism. 
four years ago, a conservative Australian government announced that it recognized West Jerusalem as Israel's capital. But Australia's current Labour government has decided to reverse that decision, declaring Israel's capital to be Tel Aviv. However, a sovereign country decides for itself where to situate its capital. No other nation can unilaterally or arbitrarily name another city as Israel's capital. After all, Israel is biblically, legally, historically, and morally entitled to Jerusalem. In fact, Jerusalem is the ancient capital of the Jews' homeland and is central to Jewish religious belief. In the opinion of columnist Melanie Phillips, Australia has singled out Israel for an act of gratuitous aggression aimed at the very core of Jewish and Israeli identity. A blog by Genesis 123 founder Jonathan Feldstein entitled The Cowardice of Australia's Lightweight Diplomacy decried Australia's boomerang-like rebound concerning Jerusalem. He sadly noted that Australia has wavered from its celebrated and historic role in the history of the Holy Land. So the flames of anti-Semitism are definitely an ongoing menace and an end-time sign. However, how close is the church to the rapture, which is the New Testament teaching in 1 Thessalonians 4.17 and many other passages about the removal of all born-again believers and the ending of the church age? Well, we can get a good idea of the closeness of the rapture based upon recent surveys of self-identified American Christians who have backslidden into apostasy. It seems the closer we come to the rapture, the moral decline of Western nations becomes increasingly flagrant. Recently, the Christian Post reported that over one-third of senior pastors believe good people can earn their own way to heaven instead of trusting in the merits of Jesus the Savior for salvation. A survey conducted at the Arizona Christian University polled approximately 1,000 senior pastors and found that only 37% actually hold to a biblical worldview. The survey found that 39% of senior pastors believe each individual must determine their own truth. Shockingly, 38% of senior pastors do not believe human life is sacred. And 37% believe having faith in general is more important than in whom one has faith. Well, it should come as no surprise that the congregations of these pastors hold similar views. In a blog post, creation scientist Ken Ham stated that most Americans have created their own customized worldview, which I call cafeteria Christianity, selecting doctrines according to one's own personal tastes. Ken Ham noted that seven out of ten American adults claim to be Christians, yet only six in 100, that's 6%, actually maintain a biblical worldview. He also cited statistics from a recent Ligonier Ministry survey. Among its findings, 56% believe God accepts the worship of all religions, and 38% see Jesus as a great teacher, but not God. 
These opinions certainly do not correspond with the teachings of the Bible. The self-identified evangelical Christians who were surveyed either haven't read this book or they have deliberately rejected biblical precepts. This, no doubt, is apostasy. To my dismay, we're watching in real time the prophesied falling away. Shocking events are happening inside church walls that my godly parents of blessed memory wouldn't be able to comprehend. All of this is an indication that the world is on the verge of the seven-year tribulation period mentioned in the book of Revelation. Most people blindly don't want to face the fact that the church age is winding up. But in 2 Thessalonians 2.3, the Bible teaches that the day of the Lord will not come and the Antichrist will not be revealed until first a great falling away happens. It seems every day I encounter people who claim to be Christian but who adamantly deny the basic fundamentals of the faith. A falling away Apostasy, rebellion is certainly not the only sign pointing to the soon rapture and the second coming of Jesus. In response to his disciples asking Jesus to tell them the signs of his coming in the end of the age, in Matthew 24, Jesus said, when you see all the signs coming together to pass, you can know his return is near, that he's right at the door. In other words, Jesus said a major unmissable sign of his coming to establish his millennial kingdom will be the simultaneous convergence of the string of signs that he and the Bible prophets pinpointed to watch for. Wars, rumors of wars, tsunamis, signs in the heavens, earthquakes, famines, pestilences, false messiahs, false prophets, and the most distinguishing sign of all, the return of the Jewish people to control Jerusalem. In fact, Jesus said in Luke 21, 28, so when all these things begin to happen, look up for your redemption is drawing near. Hallelujah. Well, just the other day, I had someone stop me at Jerusalem's Jaffa Gate to try to talk me out of believing that the coming of the Lord is imminent. The person introduced himself as an Episcopalian And he said to me that the church has always had the signs Jesus mentioned. But I told him the one sign we haven't had until our generation is the return of the Jewish people to Israel and Jerusalem. That makes our generation different. The man was an anti-Zionist, so he rejected the truth that God is regathering the Jewish people in fulfillment of Bible prophecy. He certainly did not want to accept the return of the Jews as a major end-time sign, despite the fact that God himself stated repeatedly in this word that he will regather the Jewish people to their own land in the last days, whether the nations like it or not. God doesn't consult with the United Nations. He has his own agenda outlined in this Bible from Genesis to Revelation and According to Joel 3.2, God will judge the nations because they scattered God's people and divided up his land. So even if people are confused or in denial, the Bible is clear. By far, the number one indication that Jesus will return soon is that all the end time signs are converging simultaneously. And shouldn't this demand our attention? But sadly, 
Just a few people recognize the signs of the times at Jesus' first coming. So also, too many seem to be in the dark concerning his imminent coming again. It's not as if they haven't been given the truth in this word. Prophecy Newswatch author Britt Gillette recently stated that the convergence of signs confirms that our generation will witness the second coming according to Jesus' own promise concerning the signs converging. Brett Gillette wrote, It's simply not true to say these signs have always been present. And that's right. Generations of Christians have lived and died without witnessing all of these signs. Jesus said, When you see the end-time signs happening all at once, then you can know His return is near. He's right at the door. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew 24, 34, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, this generation, the people living when these signs and events begin, will not pass away until all these things take place. So, despite the skeptics and naysayers, Jesus is coming and ours is the generation that will witness his return. So now let's review the converging signs that Gillette mentioned in his Prophecy Newswatch article because it's a very good and succinct list. Just when I think every believer should know these prophetic facts, I meet many others who are blind to the signs of the times. So let's review the evidence. Number one, Israel is back in the land. God promised to regather the Jewish people in their own land before Jesus returns. In Isaiah 11, the Lord said he would call them from the farthest corners of the earth and from all compass points. Furthermore, God promised to welcome the Jews home from the lands where they were scattered. Isaiah chapter 11 and verses 11 and 12 declare, It shall come to pass that in that day the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people who were left from Assyria. And that would include the so-called lost tribes, but not lost to God. And he will recover them from upper and lower Egypt, from Ethiopia, from Elam in Persia, from Babylonia and so forth, and from the islands of the sea. That would surely include Great Britain. It says he will set up a banner for the nations and will assemble the outcast of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Sign two is undoubtedly the amazing fact of history that since nearly 2,000 years, the Jewish people are once again in control of their capital, Jerusalem. Jesus had woefully warned that armies would surround and destroy Jerusalem and enslave its people. The Roman legions exactly fulfilled this prophecy in 70 AD. Jesus also prophesied that the Gentiles would trample Jerusalem until the Jewish people once again gained control of their capital city. And guess what? Since 1967, the Jewish people have gained control of Jerusalem. That was in the Lightning Six-Day War. That should have been a major wake-up call to the church to get ready for the Lord's return when he's going to restore the kingdom to Israel. Sign three, the gospel is being preached throughout the world. When asked about the end of the age and the signs of his coming, Jesus told his disciples that the gospel would be preached out the entire world. He said, every nation will hear and then the end will come. And believers have taken the gospel to every nation 
The Bible has been translated into hundreds of languages and the gospel of the Lord's saving health is sent around the world 24-7 by radio, TV, satellite, and internet. Here are some more signs. An increase in travel and knowledge was prophesied. 600 years before Jesus, a great angelic being gave the prophet Daniel a special message. In Daniel 12.4, he said that travel and knowledge will increase in the end times. For centuries of human history, traumatic gains in travel and knowledge did not happen. Yet, the last 200 years have seen explosions in the speed and frequency of travel, as well as the amount of availability of knowledge. Presently, there is an exponential curve going on in the fulfillments of Bible prophecy. Jesus said a variety of global signs will converge before his return. And these signs will be spiritual, natural, in society, and also political in nature. He said in Matthew 24, the signs will increase exponentially like birth pains. This means as we near the Lord's return, both the frequency and the intensity of these signs are going to increase. The fact that Israel is surrounded by enemies is another end-time sign. These enemies unknowingly quote Psalm 83, which says, Come, let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more remembered. Let us take for ourselves that Psalm says, the pasture lands of God. The prophet Ezekiel predicted that Israel's neighbors will claim the Holy Land for themselves. In Ezekiel 35.10, Israel's enemies defiantly say, we don't care if their God is there. Amazingly, ever since the rebirth of Israel in 1948, the daily headlines have shouted the arrogance and hegemony of Israel's defiant neighbors. Israel's enemies claim the Holy Land for themselves, and they have no regard for the God of Israel, not yet anyway, but they will in the future. And what about the prophecy of Israel's exceedingly great army? That too has come to pass. In the great dry bones chapter of Ezekiel 37, the prophet Ezekiel prophesied that after the Holocaust, Israel will become an exceedingly great army. And it's happened. Furthermore, the prophet Zechariah said, Israel will be like a fire among sheaves of grain. According to Zechariah 12, 8, even the weakest Israeli soldier will be like the warrior King David. Since 1948, Israel has fought off its neighbors and despite being greatly outnumbered, Israel has achieved overwhelming victory every time. Well, I'm thankful that some people are waking up and are looking at the rise of the so-called mega sign of the Gog and Magog alliance as documented in advance by the prophet Ezekiel in chapters 38 and 39. In Ezekiel 38 verse 8, the Bible says a military alliance, including Russia, Iran, Turkey, and a number of other nations will attack Israel in the latter days when God brings his people home. Today, we see these very nations in an unholy alliance with Russia. However, as a result of God's intervention, revival will be poured out in Israel. God promises in Ezekiel 39 and verse 29, I am not going to hide my face from them anymore, for I shall have poured out my spirit on the house of Israel, says the Lord God. Then there's another mega sign, the rise of a united Europe. 
The Bible predicted a revived Roman Empire will come to power in the last days. According to the prophet Daniel, it will be a ten-nation alliance comprised of both weak and strong nations. Some parts of the confederation will be as strong as iron, while other nations in the alliance will be as weak as clay. The beginning of this alliance manifested in the European common market, followed by the European Union, which is now a coalition of weak and strong nations struggling to be cohesive, just as the prophecy said. An alarming major sign that is coming to pass presently is the rise of a prophesied global totalitarian government. In Revelation chapter 13, the Bible prophesied that a single government will rule the world in the last days politically, religiously, and economically. According to Revelation 13, 7, this global government headed by the dictator Antichrist will rule all people, tribes, and languages. The authoritarian nature of this coming global government will be so complete that no one will be able to buy or sell anything without government permission or being marked like cattle. Let's face it, for centuries the technology for a global government didn't exist. But today world leaders openly discuss it and plan for it. According to the global elite, you will own nothing and be happy. The rise of this global governmental system will oppress and subjugate the entire world using surveillance systems and devices to control every aspect of life. Once a global cashless currency system is established, the prophesied man of sin known as Antichrist will arise to embody the very presence of Satan on earth. Of course, a peculiar and ironic sign in the last days is society's very denial of these glaring signs. Such is the strong delusion that has befallen Bible-rejecting people. It's not so shocking when unbelievers deny these signs, but when people who profess to be members of the church mock the signs of the Lord's return, that is shocking and tragic. Yet, Almost 2,000 years ago, the Apostle Peter issued a warning in 2 Peter chapter 3. He said in the last days, people will mock the very idea of Jesus returning. He predicted that they will scoff and make fun of believers who cling to the doctrine and blessed hope of the Lord's appearing. But hold on. God is not moved by their puny opinions. Time marches on and the hour is very late. The rapture is imminent. No preconditions are necessary in the Bible for the great snatching away of the church, the great evacuation that's going to happen. The second coming of Jesus to earth to rule the world will be preceded by the Antichrist government. But the rapture, when Jesus comes in the atmosphere to remove his bride, the true believers, will take the world by surprise and will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 44, you also must be ready all the time for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Think about this. Once the events of the tribulation begin to unfold, the glorious second coming of Jesus will be longed for and greatly expected. But the rapture, our blessed hope, will not be expected except by fervent believers who are looking and therefore, the rapture will catch the world off guard, but not true believers. 
We must watch and pray. Revelation 3.10 promises the words of Jesus to keep true believers from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole earth to test those who belong to this world. So if events of the Antichrist tribulation are already coming into focus on the horizon, we must be extremely close to the rapture. The Messianic kingdom was postponed because of Israel's rejection of the Messiah 2,000 years ago. But the prophecies concerning the Messianic kingdom will be fulfilled on Israel's behalf at Jesus' second coming. God is faithful. The reason many misguided pastors and churches are trying to bring the kingdom on earth without the physical return of Jesus is that they have tragically ignored the importance of Bible prophecy. They're not anticipating the culmination of history as prophesied in the Bible. Prophecies of the restoration of the Messianic kingdom to Israel are yet to be fulfilled after the church age is completed. We could very well be on the cusp of the rapture. So I'm always listening for the sound of the trumpet. My message to unbelievers today is to receive the Lord immediately and enjoy the benefits of his eternal protection before it's too late. And my message to believers is to endure hardships because the God of peace will shortly crush Satan under your feet. Let's rise up, my dear brothers and sisters. We could be approaching the final moments of our gospel work on earth. The dominoes are lined up and about to fall in place. Let's not cease to pray and to proclaim that this world will not continue forever as we know it, but history will be brought to a conclusion when Jesus returns to rule. In Matthew 24, he told his disciples to be ready and to watch. In Matthew 25, 13, Jesus said to watch. And in Mark 13 also, there are admonitions by the Lord to watch and pray. In fact, Jesus said in Mark 13, 37, what I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. So my dear friends, don't be deceived or drowsy. The signs of the Lord's imminent return are all around us. Jesus is coming. If you've been prompted by the Lord to share the gospel with someone, consider doing it without delay. You may not have another opportunity because we have entered the general season of the Lord's return. The signs mentioned in this program are a reality. It's my prayer that you will make certain that you have received the Lord into your heart. Have you done that? Have you received Jesus as your Savior? If you can say a decided yes, I rejoice. If not, I urge you not to delay receiving him any longer. Romans 1.4 is a true saying and worthy of all acceptance. Jesus was declared to be the Son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. 2 Timothy 2.8 also declares, Remember that Jesus the Messiah, descended from David, was raised from the dead, which is the good news I preach. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to share with me on social media. We also invite you to visit our website at exploits.tv, where you can Click online to receive our weekly email and where you can watch all our videos 24-7. And don't forget to download our free Jerusalem Channel app where you can also view our video library. And please subscribe to our Jerusalem Channel YouTube site. Until next time, 
I'll always be contending for the faith and praying earnestly for the peace of Jerusalem. I'm Christine Dark, Maranatha, and Shalom.